I wanted a cathedral of light. Somewhere where people walked in and felt uplifted, expanded, ah, infused with radiance. And I wanted a sea grotto. Somewhere where people were shushed and caressed and gentled in the sea, like a seal. Can I have that? Can I have both? Can you make me a website where my images are held in this cave of green and teal and salt water and where they're bathed in luminosity and radiance? Can you do that? And she did. <laughs> Her name is Christina Paul. Her business is Zioni Creations. She's my website designer and she's a whole lot more. <laughs> Please join me in welcoming Christina Paul in our conversation today. So, Christina, I really wanted us to begin and open out with the way I felt so received when I approached you to craft my website mm. and what I experienced in our very first meeting was how closely and how deeply you listened to me, um, how much my whole, all of my body systems felt met and heard and received and noted there was such a particular quality of attention and an open field that I could say anything. I could just spill it all. And indeed I did. And it's that quality of listening that finds this thing that you and I have spoken about, the she. Who is she? Who is the soul or the essence of this project or this website? Mm. And it must come from the body. So I really would appreciate you sharing with us more about that listening and the finding of the who is she that will mm. be your voice, that is your voice, and that is indeed its own voice of the project. Mm. Oh, I mean, I think the listening comes really from the fact that I I ultimately still identify as a therapist. That's, that's where my, any formal training I had was really as a dancer and then as a therapist. The branding and the web design was all self-taught. <laughs> or like, as I like to say, I'm, I'm a Google trained <laughs> brand therapist. <laughs> and by that, I did not go to the headquarters. I just sat in my house and Googled stuff. But I think because it's, I, I come to this work really as someone who is so curious about what's at the core of a woman mm. and as someone who my own lifelong journey is peeling away the layers of myself, mm. the conditioning, the shoulds, the fears, the doubts, the 
other people's voices. So it's really my own journey into myself that makes me so curious about what's behind all the layers of someone else. Um, and I think no matter what craft, you know, I work a lot with coaches and therapists and I think in their own way, through their own modalities, their own disciplines, their own lenses, they're helping us get to the core of who we are. And so I happen to be doing that through branding and websites. But for me, that's, that's just a container for a quest that could be expressed in so many ways, the quest to the core of someone. The, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And you work a lot with artists as well in various modalities. And, you know, I've always thought of artists, especially performing artists as uh, shamans, like the shamans of our society. And Ooh. for me, a shaman's job is to be present with oneself like if I'm not present when I'm about to perform then we may as well all just pack up and go home it, it is about being present it is about inhabiting the body and in a way even though that is a performative action or a visual art action there is something about that process that is inadvertently therapeutic oh yeah yeah you're bringing me back to really the very first my very first job <laughs> Um, I, I went when I was in university, I, I was at Oxford. I was like doing the, just the thing I should do, you know, how can I not, how can I not say yes to Oxford? But then the whole time I was there, really, I was, it was a wonderful place to explore the performing arts Mm -hmm. for me. So in all my spare time, I was doing theater, I was doing dance and that ultimately led me to study dance at the London Contemporary Dance School and then I was lucky enough to get a job as um, a translator and then a tour manager for the Akram Khan Dance Company which was really really like he was the just my my dance idol it was incredible that I got to be in the same room as him and the dancers and you just brought me back to a moment where I would just sit in the wings mm. and I would just watch these dancers in performance. And I think why I've, I've always been drawn to dance more than anything is because, especially with the kind of dance that I was drawn to, it was the most pure form of expression. It was like, I, there was no ego. It was like they were channels of energy exactly and they weren't performing anything it was the purity of expression it was this complete egoless complete merging complete like just generosity of of expression and energy hmm. and I would just or just I would just sit and it was just something about their presence so that the word presence I think means so much to me because I think in the work that I'm doing, I'm always, I, I keep trying to trick my clients. <laughs> what I'm trying to trick them to do is to forget they're on stage. Absolutely. It's essential. To, to trick them in forgetting that they're 
performing anything for anyone. I want to, I want, I want to hear the voice they would use when they're singing in the shower, so to speak. Mm. And that's why there's a lot of journaling and there's a lot of conversation and there's just a lot of trying to trying to help them hear themselves when they're not performing for anyone yeah that's very improvisational Christina that's where that takes me you know performance is of often about a choreography which for me almost the most nerve-wracking part of it because it's like sitting for a damn exam you know you're there in the wings going oh my god I've got to remember this and this and this and so for me when I did my very best performances I would start in a really oh, for the audience, very challenging way. And it's a, a really non-traditional way. And I would just always insist on walking out and being in the space, inhabiting the space. And so I would just breathe and be there and move in the space. And then the performance would arise. And so I'd always cue the lighting and the sound techos to, you know, they know when it's, okay, right. And that's such a non-traditional way of beginning, but it's, it also brings the audience into, you mentioned curiosity earlier. It brings the audience into this space. It challenges them. It's like, what the hell is she doing? I thought we were going to watch this whiz bang thing. It's like, and yeah. it brings them into their own body, which hopefully is what happens on a website. When somebody enters your website, wherever they've landed, homepage or whatever, yeah. that, you've brought them into presence with their body. Mm. It's very like performance in a way because performance, an audience often sits there quite passive and expects Mm. to receive something or it's up to you to deliver it. You know, come on, do your job, (laughs) whatever that is. And, And I think in a way to receive a website is very similar. You know, somebody encounters a website, they're looking for something, they want something, they want to mine something. It's like, no, I'm really sorry. I'd actually really like you to be in your body and mm-hmm. meet this. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. I love that. Um, it, it, it reminds me of, this is Anna Lovin's words, roughly her words, where it's like, if, if I want to write something that someone can feel in their bodies, there's the ache it has to come from my body absolutely it has to come from my ache you know and and um I I often for me like the ultimate barometer of a website is I want the website when someone steps into it to feel the same as they would if they're in the room with you for me that means we've transmitted your your energy your presence um and yeah, I, I've never even, this is the first time I think you're helping me join the dots of, you know, the presence you feel of someone who's really embodied on stage and someone who's really embodied in their website. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's about inhabiting yourself. And that's the gift you give the visitor to your website, the gift mm-hmm. of being present with mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, that that's <gasps> ignited. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's going to take a pause here, Christina.
So, Christina, I hear you speak so many times about the fully expressed self, the unapologetic version, the uncensored version, and I really want to hear more about that. Okay, okay. So, um, hmm. So when I, my process of branding or brand therapy, as I call it, is I like to basically reverse engineer someone's expression, right? And what I mean by that is I really want to get clear on the frequency mm-hmm. of their fully expressed self. And when I say their fully expressed self, I mean who she is in her most, like you say, most most free, most relaxed, mm-hmm. most powerful self. I love the notion that the most powerful woman has often been thought of as like the angry woman or the fierce woman. But I think beyond that, the most powerful woman is a relaxed woman. <laughs> like yeah. a woman who just doesn't give a shit anymore. Um, and so to help my women tune into that version of themselves, there's a lot of journaling, there's a visualization, there's some embodiment practices. Um, and again, that, that, that idea of just peeling away the layers because so many people I think have the, uh, the sense of branding being a, pa- a process of packaging which is what I think in the conventional world it can often look like it's this is this is a thing and we're then going to wrap it in lots of layers (laughs) so we don't actually see what's behind it and you know we're we're much more interested in the unwrapping and unlayering process and so for me branding is actually turning what's at the, the the you know the essence of someone their frequency, the energetic essence of them, and then expressing that visually and verbally. So that's what I mean by the fully, your fully expressed self, because I think when we're doing our own, when we're doing our heart work, our soul work, work that is deeply personal to us. Oh man, I mean, it's as, as a women, as women, just feeling safe to be fully seen in this world is a whole thing. I mean, we're talking about generational trauma, witch wounds. We're not just talking about this lifetime, you know, all the ways we've been, you know, taught that it's not safe to speak up, to take up space, to, to be fully expressed, you know? So, so I think to, to get to who we are beyond all of that just requires requires us sinking deep enough into ourselves and if we can catch a glimpse of her we just need a glimpse and if we can anchor that energetically into our branding so our visuals our voice and and sort of use her almost like a compass for everything what are our offers so I, I I often have conversations with her you know and and we might each have our own um, sense of what that is you know for some people it's our higher self it's spirit it's soul it's goddess um but you know if we can if our daily life is like just a conversation with her and she is our anchor 
rather than the millions of voices and you know that just information overload in this online world if we can like have an anchor to her Mm -hmm. then I think that that just keeps us on track on purpose um in a really powerful way it sounds very honest Mm -hmm. there's no pretense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is a quality of showing up and having the Uh, I could call it courage, but I think you hit the nail on the head with safety. Um, Safety is an interesting word because in many ways we often think it's something that our environment or another person gives us, and indeed that can certainly be the case. But and also I think safety can include a choice to occupy yourself completely Mm -hmm. and... Um, I really love something that my colleague Randy Buckley says about boundaries. And and in in some way, boundaries comes in here because for me, boundaries is about I'm not going to apologize or be obsequious or genuflect to accommodate what you may or may not think of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to harm you, but I'm going to take up my space within myself. Randy doesn't say that. What she says is boundaries are not consensual. They're not a consensus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and as I listen to you within that aspect of branding or how you uh, dare to present yourself in your website, in your offerings, it includes that. So I do not seek your permission to connect with myself and know who I am and speak with you from that place. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I, I started a lot of this process was really informed by just the struggles I was seeing with women, because when I went from therapy to to branding and websites, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to be a brand therapist. I was like, okay, let me just pause on this chapter of my life and make, you know, try and make ends meet with two little people, two little human beings where I can't have much face time. It was a very practical, you know, let's do this for a little while. And so really at first I was just trying to prove that I was allowed to be in the website space. I was just trying to prove that I could design websites, you know, (laughs) but when I, when, when women would come and, you know, I'd ask them, I'd have these amazing conversations with them and I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're a unicorn. I love you. Then when they wrote their website, I'd be like, where did you go? Mm -hmm. Where are you? And it really felt like stage fright to me. You know, it's like, it's safe to be me behind closed doors, Mm -hmm. but it's not safe to be me on the stage of a website. And the website It can feel like that. It can feel like stepping out into the light for all to see, right? And so the website feels like just a microcosm of of the world at large where suddenly we're like, okay, hold on. What what are the website rules again? What am I, how am I supposed to act? And what am I supposed to say? And, And so people would often, they'd get, almost that they'd lose their voice it's like it really felt like stage fright where they're like suddenly you know just a very buttoned up bland version of themselves um 
And so, so much of the process was really just inspired by, I was really, how do I close the gap between the woman I, I, I am sitting with right now and the woman that ends up on her website? Like, how can I just smush those two things so that what people feel on the website and see and hear is exactly the magic that I am experiencing right now? And that's how you do it. I can s- tell you that right now. That's how you, that's how you do it. Yeah. 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 the space that I experienced with you right from the get-go was that Mm. it was Mm. as if there was no space to be anything else it was just like no we're we're not even going to acknowledge that that that's it right tell me (laughs) yes and so often that's why I tell people they're just journaling I mean you you're you, you you're a you're a poet and a half my darling I mean your words are just, they make me ache. Um, but a lot of women, they, they really struggle with their words mm-hmm. and their writing, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I will just say, you're just journaling, darling. You're just answering a bunch of prompts. You just let it all spill. Don't even think about it. And then you will, they will say words that really can only come from them. Mm-hmm. And then my job is just to, just to curate those words and place them onto the website and and often you know they will go from thinking oh but I don't know how to write to suddenly you you've just you've just plucked what they've said and placed them on on a website and they they read it and they're like oh my god I said that you know and it's like oh I'm I'm allowed to just to just say the thing (laughs) yeah exactly as if you're sitting down, yeah. you embody the sister brand spirit completely. Oh. Yeah. And it's as if you're sitting there in a coffee shop with Christina. Forget about the fact that it's going to turn into a website. You're just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the blah, 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 blahs. Yes. That's when the gems just fall out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And And often the thing is in these, in our moments of when we are in our element and that can happen when we're with a dear friend, it can happen when we're just in our flow, in our creative flow, in a, in a therapy session. But the, the thing is when the gems spill in those moments, there isn't always something to catch them. Yeah. So when it's time to, to turn it into your copy, your website, it's like, it's like you're starting from scratch again. So really the process is it's, it's like I, I'm, I'm, I'm catching the gold that kind of drops out of you. Yeah. Um, Harvesting yeah. it and curating it. Mm-hmm. And, and architecturalizing it. Is that even a word? Um, but yeah, giving it a structure that is so exquisitely beauteous. There's no mm-hmm. way I would have imagined my website would turn out the way you designed it even though I said to you sea grotto has to be a sea grotto or a light temple or something like that can we have both <laughs> kaboom take a little pause Christina, 
A website is such a visual encounter and Mm. there it is on a screen. And Mm. I've heard you speak before on IG about the importance of visuals there. I don't think you actually use the word transmission, but um, they do. They carry transmission. They carry the energetic of this she, of this um, one, this energy, this frequency, this authenticity of who you are, that you are sitting in communion with your website visitor. And I want to hear you more, hear you speak more about this um, aspect of visual. You know, I'm a photographer, of course, so visual is my one of my languages. And yeah, talk to me about the visuals of a website. I mean, first of all, I just want to speak to the fact that I've been conflicted about visuals for a while. I feel like I, just being fully present and honest, I want to speak to that because it's one of those things where I waver on. And I'll tell you why I waver. Because really, ultimately, all I care about is freeing up someone's expression. That's all I care about. I, I just want them expressed. And I know that for some people, the visuals can become this like block or this source of perfectionism. You know, I mean, you're an artist, you, you express yourself visually. A lot of the coaches and therapists I work with, they might feel like, you know, they, that the not getting their visuals perfect is a reason to not be expressed. Right. So sometimes I, 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 I sometimes catch myself thinking, am I just creating another rule for people? Am I just giving them another hurdle to climb? Another reason for them to, you know, care too much about how they're showing up in the world? God, that's so perfect to open this out. God, yeah. <laughs> so if I, I, I have really honestly had so many conversations with myself where I'm like am I am I doing them a service by telling them that visuals matter right Mm -hmm. so so I think I need to I need to just um preface everything by saying that yes visuals can be so powerful and if you are someone who cares about beauty and believes in the power of visuals, or if that's something you care to lean into or care to express yourself through, then let's do it and let's talk about that. But I also want to say you can be expressed in black and white too. He can be expressed just just by putting completely undesigned words out into the world. Absolutely. You can. You can. It's like, what is your native tongue? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Do not give yourself another reason to not show up, to not just be out there. However, if, if your spirit loves beauty and is moved by visuals then this is something you can really really harness something really powerful um and because you know my medium is websites and branding the visual branding is a huge part of that ecosystem 
So it is something that I care about and it is something I help women um, translate their essence into. So when we talked about the fully expressed self, she, she is the one who informs the, the visual expression of a person as well as so many other things. Um, and as you know, I, the way I do that, the way I translate someone's essence into visual form is, is through my brand spirits framework. Mm. And it's something we wanted to, to move into. Um, but yeah, this was another one of those conundrums that helped inform my work, just like the, the, the voice, the, the, the copy piece. This is one of those conundrums where a woman would like, she would really care about how she showed up visually, but she had no idea. Right. And so she'd go on Pinterest and it would just be this endless rabbit hole of, oh, this is pretty, but that's pretty too. And this is really beautiful. I really should be more like that. Or maybe it's right. And it's just this endless, like, who am I? Who am I? Right. And so I wanted to create this way for women to go, this is who I inherently am. Yeah. And this is how, this is the visual language of my spirit. Um... This is really the seed of the brand spirits framework so is it okay if i if i go for it talk to me about the brand spirits brand spirits so because of this conundrum because of this conundrum I, i i started just looking at the women i was working with looking at the women that i loved following in the world and i i wanted to identify some energies core energies that I kept seeing again and again and you can think of them as archetypes at the time I didn't really think of them as archetypes I really thought of them as as spirits right Mm. and so the six that it came down to was the sage and I think just the what the words will already capture the the essence of these spirits but the sage the sister the poet the sprite the rebel and the queen Mm. And then it was important for me to also capture the paradoxical nature of all women, all beings, <laughs> the dualities that we all hold. It was ne- it never felt enough to give to say you someone was one of those spirits. It felt at the very least they needed to express a duality. And so through my brand spirit quiz you end up with you just answer questions and these questions are really trying to capture who you already are you know it's not you know it's like what it's questions like who do you think you were in a past life and what do you (laughs) what do you love doing in your free time and you know what do your friends most love about you it's just things all the things that you already are right Mm -hmm. and then and then boiling that down to so I'm a sister poet um, you know, you might be a rebel queen, you might be a sage rebel, you know, and so it's then from there, because each spirit has their own visual expression. Yeah. So the poet, the poet, the poet's visuals are very evocative, very moody, often colors tend to be quite muted versus the sprite who has, who's much more, um, maybe more pastel, more, you know, 
light, bright, sunshine energy versus the queen who's like really, you know, jewel toned and, and contrasting and bold, et cetera, et cetera, versus the sage who's just the most calm, grounding, neutral presence. So yeah, so that that's how I created a, a sort of a, a shorthand really for a woman to go, ah, this is who I naturally am, rather than getting completely overwhelmed in Pinterest, mm. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna see if my brand spirit resonates. And if it does, then she will tell me the best way to ex the most authentic way to express myself in visual form. And it is down to that frequency because it's not about the colors necessarily, but it's the tone of the colors, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Green, a green can be expressed in so many different ways. How yeah. saturated it is, how muted it is, how, how much gray there is in it, how much, you know, how much red there is in it. And so it's, it's, it's basically the frequency of each of those spirits has its own frequency in the visuals, the fonts that you choose, mm -hmm. you know, that the type of the tone of your photography, it can all, it, it has its own language. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear you open this out because as I looked at that brand spirit quiz, a couple of things came forward for me. And although I could see, I could see myself as one particular thing um, with a secondary thing, it's kind of like you go to college and you do a major and a minor, you know, and mm -hmm. there are those things. But I also think that I could see so many different aspects of myself in all of them. And, well, you know, and even well. the questions, it's like, oh, I don't know. I could be this and I could be. And so for me, when I took that brand spirit quiz, I had to say to myself, come on, Narelle, focus. <laughs> who, who are you or who are you becoming or who do you want to express or what part of yourself do you want to synthesize and express oh. as through the voice of this website? Yeah, yes, absolutely. And this is, again, that dilemma I had with visual branding. I've had the same dilemma with the brand spirits. As in, if anyone feels like they're a box, then it completely defeats the purpose of them, right? Mm. So several disclaimers. First of all, this is a fun little quiz I made. It's not like a, what they call double blind here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that at all. Um, that's the first thing. Secondly, there's choice and there's intention. So exactly what you said, we are, there's a part of all of those spirits in us. I, I think often there, we express a couple of those spirits most potently or most naturally. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, what yes what what facet of my expression do I want to channel into my work right um so there's that and and there's also the the piece where I also think that some of these spirits represent like a latent energy so for example I sister poet is like I, I fit I sit so comfortably in the sister poet um energy but sometimes 
I feel like I'm calling on the rebel energy or I'm calling on the queen energy, you know, so we can be really playful with this. Um, but what I want this to do is, you know, when you're trying to express your work in the world and let's say you're looking at the queens of the internet and you're like, oh, I'm not polished enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. Instead of go, instead of thinking you have to be something you're not, I hope that the, your brand spirit is an affirmation of who you naturally are. Like my brand spirits help me all the time. I mean, honestly, this doing your own heart work in the world is like one of the biggest spiritual boot camps ever, right? <laughs> all your shit comes up. <laughs> so I'm constantly, it's, it's, it's like an anchor for me. It's like, oh, I should, you know, I should be a little more lighthearted in my writing. It's like, well, darling, you're a poet. So it's oh, lean into it, double down on it, you know, um, just own it. Exactly. So own it. That's, yeah. that's the intention. Um, and then also there's the piece where, where I've had dilemmas around is I'm all for showing up in your full humanity. Right. So I'm, so when I think about the brand spirit, it, this is how I think about it. It's like a book needs a cover. A poem needs a title. An elixir needs a bottle. Mm. A piece of music needs a chorus, you know? So caring about your visuals or knowing what your brand spirit is for me is because we, in our work in the world, we both need to know what we distilled down to mm. and what we are in our full, full, full expression. Yeah. Yeah. There's a spectrum. Yeah. So, so to, to, to experience that elixir or to, to be drawn to that perfume or to, to be drawn to that book, you have to first go through the portal of the cover or the bottle or the, you know what I mean? So that's, so it's like the branding is like the cover of the book or it's the, the name of the perfume. <laughs> it yeah. can feel, how can you possibly boil down my, into all my humanity and all my nuances into this one thing, into this one brand. But what that is, is like, you're giving people the, the distilled potent version of you so that they go through that portal to experience the depths of you. Yeah. Huge paradoxical nuances of you. Which opens two things for me. One is the body, which is Ooh. kind of where we started in the sense of where do I feel those brand spirits in my body? Yeah, and so that was part of my question as I as I did the brand spirit quiz. But it's also just in contemplating the brand spirits as it as themselves. Where do where does that land in my physicality? And it could be a body system. It could be an expression of movement. What is it? Um, you know, you and I both speak very bodied languages because of our background in dance. You know, it's our first language and. It's everybody's first language, actually. But where where do we feel those brand spirits in the body? I think that's a really important 
uh, way to help one find, if you like, the answers to the questions on the quiz. It's like, where does that land in me, in my body, not in my head, yeah. not in my dilemma, but yeah. back to my body. What happens to my breathing when I read these questions? And yeah yeah and so that's what happened for me you know I I read those things and although I can immediately identify with queen and poet I and and you know then there's sage it's like yeah there's that too and sprite yes and you know rebel absolutely and but it's like where where do I feel that so for me queen I felt very much in my cerebrospinal fluid so the fluid of the nervous system there's such a luminosity there and a spaciousness and a timelessness and a a suspension and something's very held and sacred there Um, and you know the sprite is much more fiery and that's more my arterial blood and you know I just felt these things in different places of of my body (laughs) you can't see my face I'm in awe I'm I'm in awe I'm in awe I want to keep keep going Narelle keep going um give me another brand spirit Poet, poet poet you know in some ways that's my heart that's the way that my heart muscles spirals and all the blood and lymph that returns to the heart. Blood, the heart's not a pump. It's this thing that recharges something and repatterns something and revitalizes something and expresses something. So I find poet in my heart, but I actually also find poet in my gut. As you know, I walk in seagrass meadows and seagrass has a very strong relationship for me with the gut. But poetry and the brand spirit of the poet is like what is the truth here that needs to be spoken breathed Mm. up and out through me yeah oh my gosh wow (laughs) i mean you've just taken it to a whole other level you've taken it to a whole other level amazing just so i really think that if people experience a dilemma in the brand spirit thing it's like Come back to the obvious. Come back to where you and I just started in this conversation. Come back to your body. Mm. Back to your body. What does your body say? And it doesn't matter if you can't cognize, oh, that's my heart or, oh, that's the seagrass in my gut. Who cares? Where do you feel that in the body? How does that feeling in that part of your body make you feel emotionally? Mm-hmm. Is that resonant with this spirit this she this being who is expressing herself through this website that's how i approach the brand spirit quiz wow thank Mm. you i remember when you emailed me back when you'd just taken the quiz i was just like oh it's it was like a whole new world just (laughs) opened up like a whole dimension that was amazing yeah Yeah. And, you know, for me, this is where it segues into something you said earlier on in terms of the website is an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you said a little while ago on Instagram about how can somebody pull all the threads, all the complexities of who they are and all the different things they do into a website and one of the things that you said was the website's like a house and the different things that you do are the rooms and 
you know, what's the main golden thread that weaves all these rooms together? Yes, but in a way, what is what that person encounters when they first enter your website? And and as you know, I work in the land, so it's for me. I I hear that as an ecosystem. What is it that my body encounters in a website when I first enter that website? So mm. I really wanted to hear you talk about that because you used the word ecosystem a little while ago anyway. And Yeah. I mean, this doesn't have to, this is again, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'll preface everything by saying the moment this feels like a rule, just, just check it out the window. But I mean, um, because I'm a, but just because I'm a web designer and the website is the culmination of the work I do as a woman, right? So it is the ultimate distillation. There are definitely people who their, their whole world might be on Instagram and the website's just like, you know, almost an afterthought. So there's no one way to express yourself but I love the website as just the the culmination point or the distillation point of 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 your work in the world um and I guess if I speak to it like the ecosystem I'm kind of just thinking out loud here mm-hmm. but the, for me the website is like the hearth you know the heart of it all and it's if I think of the village, you know, you might be on your walks in the village and that's like your Instagrams or your, you know, your webinars or the, all the other ways that people can encounter you. But the website for me is that deeply intimate conversation that you have with someone who you've invited mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And it's not the entire, it's not every conversation you'll ever have with this person. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the pivotal one, right? Um, it's that first conversation where someone, you've met them in the village a few times and you've brought them, they've, you've welcomed them into your home and you're sat by your hearth and you're, you're having an incredible heart to heart where you realize your kindred spirits mm-hmm. and you want to begin a journey together. Yeah. That for me is how I like to create websites. It's not the way websites must be it's like it's the way I like to to create a website because it's so deeply satisfying to be able to create that space for someone um and so you spoke earlier about sometimes it can feel overwhelming right when it's like but there's my there's so much depth and breadth to my work there's so much I want to say to someone and how do I squeeze it all into a website and (laughs) and uh, you know for me there it is like the art of conversation or the art of the first session you have with someone where most of us, a lot of the women I work with are, are coaches, are therapists, or in your case, you know, artists. And even the way you would curate an exhibition or an experience or whatever your craft is, you have a sense of how much is too much for someone or what they're ready for at each part of their journey with you um and even within a website I really I think about the emotional journey um I sometimes think of if I use just therapy sessions as an analogy 
the homepage feeling like that first session. And then the, the maybe about the, the offering page feeling like your second and third session, your about page feeling like your fourth session. So I really see it as each click, each page takes them deeper and deeper into your world. Mm. And so I'm very sensitive to the emotional journey of a reader. I assume they land on the homepage first in, in designing this journey. And for me, that, that homepage, that first encounter, that first conversation, I want it to be deep enough without being overwhelming. Like enough that I have, I have, I feel this connection. I feel this desire to keep going, but not so much that I'm overwhelmed. Just like I can't do that to someone in a first conversation. It's like an arrival, Christina. It's like when I arrive in a new ecosystem, my first uh, breaths or relationality with that place is to stand there and to Mm -hmm. say, hello, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. So what, you know, when people are just standing there, hello, who are you? What do you want to tell them in that moment? Exactly. Versus what do you want to tell them once they've stepped deeper in to your, into your waters and and they're ready for a little more and they're ready for, for it to go a little deeper um so for me because we're actually all you know if we're doing this work we are actually deeply attuned to other human beings absolutely and so if you just remember that I think with the website and remember that you're taking someone on an emotional journey I think that can help in the in in knowing you don't have to say everything at once there's something people they need to hear the moment they land yeah they need to feel seen and heard ultimately I even though a website can feel like a one-way conversation a one-way monologue it's really a conversation it's really you saying I I see you I, I know why you're here yes I get you you know it's through your words they're like, oh my gosh, she's in my head. And especially the kinds of sites that I create, you know, yes, where, yes. where it facilitates it's, it's people who are holding space for transformation. Um, it can be a little different with an artist site, but for, for coaches, therapists, that is often, that is often the approach I take. Yeah. I think it actually translates across to um, a site for an artist very much. So um as an artist it's it's about a relational field and it's about um being met and being met is two-way mm-hmm. yeah. so again when I walk out into the estuary that I walk onto every single time even though I've been walking that estuary intensively for three years I still go there and I have my feet in the mud at the beginning and I pause and I don't care if there are other people there. That's not the point. It's like, do hello, who are you today? Who are you now? Do I have permission to be here for a start? 
And yes, I'm on unceded country, of course, but do I have permission from the ancestor spirits to be here? And then I'm, I'm always welcomed. It's like, welcome child, come mm. in. And that's how I want people to feel. And when they enter my website, it's like, welcome. Mm. I see you. Yes. And I'm so glad you're here because now we can have a conversation. Yeah. And then I'm led out onto the field and there's those different aspects, which is the different pages on a website. There, you know, the tidal lagoons, there's the sand patterns, there's the stingrays, there's the seagrass meadows over there. There are the mangroves, the grandmother spirits. These are all aspects of the experience and they have a relational field with each other in the same way that the different pages of a website are in a relational field but each of those aspects has an individual relationship with me in the same way that a page on a website I'm saying something slightly different to people seagrass will speak to me different to mangrove my about page will say something different to my invitation page it's a different not only frequency, but element of that ecosystem. And yeah. 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 That's how my body experiences what you've just said. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is, it is, it's someone stepping into your world and again, you don't have to choose to have a website. Like there are people who just need a website that's just, it's got a bunch of information. So people know how to find you. Again, yeah. don't let be another another obstacle for you to get your work and your voice out there. Yeah. But there I think there comes a time where if you are called to, your website can be that the most intimate conversation. Mm-hmm. And if I'm just going to talk really practical business <laughs> stuff, that's like you having infinite conversations with infinite people around the world. Mm, Yeah. Like why waste that space? Why not create that deep emotional connection right there? Yeah. 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 And yet the functionality as well. I hear you. It's like at a glance, I step out. What am I standing in estuary? Okay, great. Where do I want to walk the mangroves over there? Good. Got it. You know, (laughs) yeah. It has to have that functionality, that practicality. Um, you don't necessarily feel like a two-hour walk through a website. And... Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, it is. It is that balance between just the soulfulness and the artistry, but also, yeah, just something that's really practical and that ultimately amplifies your presence in the world. Really amplifies mm. your message. Um, makes it that much easier for people that need you to find you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is there anything that you want or need to say that we've not covered here, Christina, in our chat together? Um, I mean, I think I want to speak back to what we exchanged before we hit record Hmm. which is that yeah just the gift of being mirrors to each other um and that you know I just want to say the way you experience the world 
your incredible, incredibly embodied way of walking through the world means that you have allowed me to see and experience my work in a, in, in, in a completely different dimension. And yeah, so what I love doing for women, I feel like you've really done for me as well. Thank you. So can you tell us, I'll put the links, of course, in the show notes, but can you tell us where we can find you? Yes. So um, my website is Zioni Creations. Zioni is as Z-E-O-N-I creations.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram at the same address at Zioni Creations. Yeah, I'd love to connect with your, your beautiful world there. Yeah, make sure that people can access that via the links. Thank you, Christina, for this conversation. Oh, I'm going to have to start a podcast just so I can have another conversation. <laughs> so that I can ask you all the questions that I I have about your work as well. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. It's been, it truly has been a privilege and an honour to host you. So Christina Paul from Zioni Creations. Thank you. Thank you.